2: Which we burn down everything, BBE on the TV set When I'm in control, on your roll You can never really know what's up next
3: Hello Hello, hello, hello Brayton Harrington here with Davey Portman For Up Next Postwrestling.com Apple Podcasts, Spotify Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean And most importantly YouTube.com Forward slash Up Next Every Wednesday night
2: at 10.30pm Eastern
3: Yes, we are live on YouTube every Wednesday after NXT airs We go live and we chat about NXT And do you know why that is? Because we are your NXT friends Friends! Friends, and Wednesday nights uh, we like to hang out with our friends And that's what we do on our YouTube, youtube.com slash upnext And follow us on Twitter, at upnextpodcast And our Facebook page and group that keeps growing and growing uh, Which is so much fun But Davey, what is going on?
2: Uh, well, I got a I got a haircut today. My first. Oh wow! So I've been having haircuts during quarantine. Yeah, but, but my uh, by my girlfriend. Right? Do they count? Uh, well, you looked good. I looked okay, although yeah. she she wasn't the the first time we just had clippers. So I was like, ah, just clipper the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it cut like the fringe shorter than bits on top. So ever since then, so like for what three months, four months. It was growing longer on the top than the fringe, which wasn't too noticeable until you like right. look close. And then after that, she uh, was nervous. We bought like scissors and
3: stuff. She was nervous cutting. You let the your top. girlfriend near you with scissors.
2: Yeah. Okay. So she'd use the the trimmers on the sides. Like mm-hmm. she got really good at that, but would just not touch the top and would just thin it out. So it's been growing, and now it's. Like it got longer, it was so much more noticeable. The different lengths, it was kind of weird. So, I've been wearing a hat okay. oh. a lot and stuff. Um, so I got it cut today. My first time professionally, get it all fixed up and have to wear a mask, obviously, because it's yes, you know, mandatory inside now in, yeah, in Ontario. Don't be an ass, wear, wear your a mask. mask. Um, and yeah, so that was quite fun. But the thing is, it's, um, Not only is it hard to hear people because of like the muffling. Wait, are you wearing the mask the right way? (laughs) No, no, it's weird. Everyone said this at work as well. Like for some reason, I just can't. Oh, because you're talking through it. It's hard to hear because you're talking through it. But I also reckon it's like you take for granted how much maybe you lip read as well. I don't know. Hmm. But I found it so hard to hear. So today the guy was like, oh, so know and I'm like, oh, so, 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 and all that. And it, you know, when you ask someone their name and then they keep saying it and you're like, sure, I yeah. don't know what you said. It became that with my hair today.
3: Oh, um, do you like this?
2: You're like, Ugh. he he was like, uh, okay, so we do this. I I think he thought I had my hair like as like a. Like, I don't know, to the side or Johnny something. Johnny Gargano. And it got to the point where it's like, whatever. Just like, whatever. It. Just cut my hair. Yeah. Um but it's weird, like you go around the sides of the ears and he's like holding the mask like ear thing <laughs> off to like get your hair. Wow. Um But I asked about like three times at the end, like, can you thin it out as well? I'm right. like, I get really thick hair. And he's like, Yeah, sometimes it's nice to just change your hair up a bit. I'm like, no, no, I I've got thick hair, <laughs> can you and I think maybe the accent as well, I don't know. He was French, I, I was English, hair. we're in Canada.
3: Um but yeah, I'm pretty happy with it at the end of the day, but oh it was it was hard work. It sounds like it. I mean I don't have hair on my head, so I just shave my I've done for the first time in my life took a razor to my head, and that was interesting. I didn't okay. have to wear a mask because it was just me doing it. Uh that was a whole that was a whole experience. And I know someone listening right now who shaves their head is like, It is the first time you do it, it's like whew. That's like a a face razor, like a cutthroat. Like, ra- a cut like oh, oh, not like the butcher and the blade. I okay. wish, I wish I could get that. I think maybe like I'm having a birthday in a few weeks. Maybe for my birthday, I'll go to a barber shop, I'll wear a mask, I'll let them take a nice blade, nice, you know, I'll, I'll go the whole nine yards for that, maybe.
2: Yeah, because I was thinking, because it's been a while, like, maybe just have the, like, face thing, but they're not doing that, obviously, because oh, right. of COVID. But yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe this is the time I treat myself, have the hot towel and the beard. Hot and all towel? Mm.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, things are slowly opening up here in Toronto, and uh, we watch the news, we watch our stuff, and the U.S. looks all scary and stuff, but at least you can get your haircuts. Mm. That's what's you know. That's what's important. That was a big thing for so many people. Like people were protesting.
2: I want my fucking haircut. I found it weird though. People <laughs> like moaning about how terrible their hair is. I'm like, just try cutting it yourself. Then, yeah. if you're so embarrassed by how you look right now, just yeah. fucking put a razor to it or something. Just do what I do. Shave it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially guys. It's like, come on, just buzz it. Whatever.
3: Yeah, I was really nervous to finally shave my head, but I always have facial hair like I got my ginger beard going on so I I I like the the shaved head like wrestlers got look at Stone Cold look at Goldberg they're at the shaved head with some facial hair going on it's a thing so I'm like all right uh so maybe you should grow like a mullet like a wrestling like Mike Awesome Mike Awesome yeah (laughs) which we'll be talking about this week on our Patreon best match ever featuring Nate Milton who has chosen uh, M- M- Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome, and we've going through and watching all these old like Japanese ECW, all these matches for our Patreon, which is going to be coming out this week, which is awesome. But I talked to Nate; it's a double shot of our fr- our brother Nate, our friend Nate, who I just did a review of the musical Hamilton. Without my friend, who is the most musically inclined person I know. For when it comes to musicals. When it comes to musicals, yeah. <laughs> like, for musical theater. But you refuse to watch it because it's not going to come to theaters.
2: Yeah. No, I want to see... I don't want to see it in a movie theater. I want to see it... Oh, you want to see it in a theater Yeah, theater. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, so... this is a show I've been, like, trying to see for... Right. Like, a couple years. of years now. Uh, annoyingly, uh, my friend... Ashley who I went to drama school with was the l- original lead in London okay when I went home to London last year he literally finished his run like a week before gotcha so I didn't get to see him but it it was in Toronto before COVID all hit so I imagine once the mm. theaters reopen One we'll be day. getting it here and
3: like I think I'm at the point where I, I'd pay a penny like a pretty penny to see it it was a so, lot of fun I don't I don't know much I don't know much about my history but check out it's on this very free feed with me and Nate Milton where we, we learned a lot. We learned so much about history and theater and we're cultured. We're so cultured here at Up Next <laughs> and Post Wrestling. Uh, so that's some of the oh, shows. i it's fantastic. I'm yeah. sure you guys did a great job. So uh, I won't be listening to this spoilers, one. Spoilers, right? Yeah. 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 It's okay. They filmed a bunch of different endings. Okay. Yeah, right. so it'll be fine. You'll be good. Uh, so we did that and that was so much fun. Um, we, we will have a whole many... We have an extreme month coming up for we our do. Patreon. Uh, we, we mentioned the Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome Feud and Rivalry and Best Match Ever. We have a show coming out, uh, I think it's, what, tomorrow are we putting this out? When are we putting this out? This uh, Friday. week. This week, we're doing a top five show, and because our month is extreme, we're doing a top five extreme moments in, like, wrestling. And uh, we, we actually, spoiler, we recorded this today, and some of the stuff we talked about is extreme real extreme. But uh, John Sino joins us for that as well this week on our Patreon. And uh, yeah, uh, we've been doing so many like different wrestling podcasts and stuff. We do our AEW. Tonight was a big night. It's the American Bash, part Mm duh. It's the second night. Uh, Triple H says he doesn't counter book. He just books the best he can book possible. That's what he does. And that's what they did tonight.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm not someone who... I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, it's funny. AEW are doing this and you doing that. Well, yeah, obviously. They got it. Why, gotta, they why gotta, wouldn't you? I'm sure if NXT put on a big show, like if they announced, I don't know, In Your House Part 2 in a few Wednesdays' time, I'm sure AEW would put on something. Sure. But I'm not going to criticize a company for doing that because they end up putting out, out their better work. Like, sure. Would you rather just a regular NXT or would you rather a, a big thing? Competition so is I, good. I completely call bullshit when you're saying I'm not counter-booking, I'm just booking, but... I like what you're doing. But then, a lot of the feuds were the direction they've been going in anyway, so why not pull the trigger?
3: Uh, Again, we do love AEW here in the BD, the Braden Davis State. We're not anti-AW, because we do a review every Thursday, Up Nextra, where we talk about it and talk about the thing. Because, you know, NXT last week, uh, apparently Sasha Banks is, is money she's she's legit boss as you're wearing a Sasha Banks yep. shirt you found it uh so clearly tonight well tomorrow when it comes out it kind of tell what people were really interested we had the winner takes all which is our main event tonight and then Jericho and Orange Cassidy which like ah there's too, too much too much wrestling I wanted to watch tonight uh really but uh yeah Sasha Banks I actually is a put draw.
2: a poll on our uh Twitter at Up Next Podcast earlier today to see uh what people are most interested in we used to do this kind of when aew first started we mm-hmm. were like what show are you most into tonight and i gotta say usually we have a i think we've got pretty unbiased listeners even though we are up next with the nxt podcast a lot of the time people would say oh aew was the better show or whatever but um interestingly this week uh great american bash night two uh people were most looking forward to it 55.8 uh, percent of the votes so pretty close but uh, I guess the card they were putting forwards was more attractive this double title match yeah, especially and I think uh, the announcement of Swerve versus Gargano got
3: a lot of people uh, excited as well yeah I-, I think so I think both both shows look really strong tonight and as a wrestling fan I kind of I did Not just because we do this, but I would have checked out both shows. But we will check that out. Our Wednesday night ritual is uh, we're roommates. We make each other, we swap weeks of making each other food. Today was the last week I did the Great Canadian Bash. We did poutine, back back bacon sandwiches on a bun, whatever. And this week is the Great American Bash. So we did uh, a barbecue. You barbecued some stuff, and it was fantastic. So uh, happy Fourth of July to all our American listeners out there! And so then we watch NXT. Then we do this show, and then we finally get to hang out. And since we have the the garden, the gardens, the BDE gardens, our backyard, we've been we just pimped it out. We make we have a whole pad back there. We can oh, just yeah. live out there. Uh, we got our TV and Wi-Fi extender. Watching NXT. Yeah, we got to meet. I smoked a Backwoods while you barbecued. And we watched NXT all in the same time. And, like, life was good. Like, I know we're not in America, but that was the, that's the Canadian dream right And we there. hear Ralph and the squirrel just having yeah. fun in the tree. They were. <laughs> they actually were, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. It was getting awkward. But those raccoons are... We definitely have lots of them living in our backyard, including Ralph. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been all right. Um, so wherever you are, maybe wrestling is still your sort of escape. And uh, they tried tonight. And it's entertainment, and it was very entertaining. And I guess we'll get into... The show we're here to talk about because it is the great American Bash. Oh, but actually, just before we do,
2: oh, uh, right, I just wanted to uh, go across the pond very quickly. Yeah, okay. Um, because as you mentioned last week, uh, just yesterday, sorry, you did the free review of Hamilton. Yes. And it's a double whammy this month because next week on the free feed, um, we will be giving our free show uh it'll be like a best match ever style show which we do on the patreon yeah but looking at this uh this month's new japan cup this is new japan cup there have been some really great uh matches we've been running the tournament uh we've obviously got the finals uh this week am i still beating wh and park Dominion. i think so you everyone beat wh <laughs> uh, <laughs> i ended up slipping ahead of you <laughs> um, i don't care about that i care about beating But WH- the brackets park. uh <laughs> been really good and it looks like um, it's it's down to the final, really. So okay. it's John Ceno versus Kevin Swenkey. It's rigged. Uh, John is on forty five points. Kevin is on forty four points. Um, they both picked uh, like opposing winners. Okay, I'm, I won't. If people are catching up, sure. I won't do spoilers. Uh, so it's John V. Kevin this weekend okay. in the New Japan
3: cup. I'm a little bi- behind myself right now, but I, I will say uh, we will be talking about like all the best kind of matches that we went through. Yeah. It, but obviously, it does, we're, we're, we're bluffing because the top match of the entire cup will never be touched by the instant all-time classic. The best match of the year that was... Uh... <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi versus Toriano. Wow. Uh...
2: We We watched this at about... Four in the morning, two weeks ago, in the and I've been give, giving my ratings as we go, mainly yeah. for this show, so then I can, like, go back and look after. Right. Um, wow. I, I broke the scale. My first ever 5.75 stars. It <laughs> wow. was phenomenal. Um, I mean, Hiromu's had a good run. His his match with Ishii was all right. He was, like, t- <laughs> uh, His match with Ishii was all right, but Toriano, Ishii, and
3: the elevator need I say more so an elevator he gets tied up wow it might be one of the best things I've ever seen he's got helmets to prevent from oh yeah yeah, he's wearing the helmet we're talking about
2: haircuts (laughs) wow the whole match
3: was based on the COVID cut if you're a casual wrestling fan maybe you just listen to us and you know don't watch you you have to you kind of owe it to yourself you just need a laugh you check out it's like what 20 minutes yeah, Torianu versus uh, Hiromu Takahashi. What well, I don't know what I watched, but I I absolutely loved it. I
2: think it was needed in this kind of empty yeah. arena thing. We've seen WWE break it up with the cinema matches, and I feel this was kind of almost the equivalent of a cinema match. It was. But what a perfect pair! We don't really see them face off much because Hiromu's been in the like uh, junior heavyweight, but is just so full of life and energy and just happiness. And Toriano is Toriano. Toriano. <laughs> Um
3: but yeah, it was so much fun. But as much as I, I love and will talk about how much I love Hiromu, he's one of my favorites. But he's not as good as Big Tom. The Stone Pitbull. Ishii, my pick to win the whole thing. Now I'm behind and I don't know where things are, but... Uh, Ishii and Hiromu had a banger too So they did, we'll definitely indeed. be doing that yeah. on the, We'll definitely be talking about uh, Probably those two matches more That'll
2: probably come out uh, Like Wednesday bef- Probably around the time NXT is airing We'll put that out So you can have a double whammy of us Or a triple whammy if yeah. you're a patron On Thursday
3: Perfect So we've just been podcasting We're watching wrestling uh, We're just enjoying the summer Wherever we are. And somehow, we, we we don't want to hang out, just hang out inside. So we've got the Wi-Fi extender to watch wrestling in the backyard. Yes. That's how... That's how uh, hey, you've got to make the most of this weather. Yeah, we really do here, especially in Canada. But now, let's go a little north of the border of Canada to America, the US of A, because it's the Great American Bash. Night 2, winner takes all, is the headline here because uh, it's... It's a doozy, this main event. We've never seen this in NXT before, where two titles are on the line and we'll see what happens later. Um, just don't let NXT superstars use their phones when it's a taped show. Yeah. But it's okay. They film multiple endings, right? Are they ever going to come out, these multiple endings?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I thought I did pretty well uh, avoiding spoilers until I listened to John and Way, and Way goes. Um, I don't want to talk about the not, spoilers. We're not going to talk about the spoilers here, but let's just talk about the fact it was spoiled. And then John goes, Yeah, I mean, sometimes to tell people that a title change is going to happen, it's like, okay, <laughs> wonderful, great. John, I Pollock. made it this far, John.
3: John Pollock. Uh, I told you, on. I think I've said it on this show where I woke up for Kenny Omega versus Okada Dominion years mm. ago. Two out of three falls. I woke up. after working I missed the show and I went to bed slept for like 5-6 hours and then put an alarm to wake up I avoided didn't use my phone my whole shift went to bed didn't do anything and I woke up to my alarm and the first notification on my phone for whatever reason is just a tweet from John Pollock that says Kenny Omega <laughs> defeats Okada in something something seconds I'm like thanks John and it wasn't I, your fault but thanks
2: I know <laughs> I've got this 72 minute match that I really want to watch uh, but
3: uh, I didn't even open Twitter I, I swear <laughs> it was just like hey did you want to know that this, that this guy tweeted this at this exact moment in time I was like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. And then I sat there for an hour being like, fuck. <laughs> but it was still good. But it's okay. Because uh, as John Pollock would say, it doesn't matter the outcome of a match. It's about the match. It's about the, the journey.
2: If you're John Pollock, maybe. <laughs> if it's me, I kind of don't want to know the yeah. result of the match if it's I'm like, going to invest some time in yeah, it. Yeah, it's
3: like a TV show or a movie. Like You don't want to just know the, the ending. I'm like in Hamilton when they tell you in the first two seconds that he's going to get shot. <laughs> Which, if you know your history, like, I'm, I'm an American history buff now. I don't know yep. if you know that after watching. Okay. I know everything. Uh, so, Great American Bash. Uh, we love you, John. Thank you for giving us a platform every <laughs> And <week>. we're cancelled <laughs> from Post Wrestling <laughs> Network. Uh, we start off NXT from July 8th, Great American Bash, Part 2. Candice LeRae, or should I say Candice... LaSleigh oh. as her new gear here she comes out with this top that says Candace LaSlay and that's what she's gonna do tonight but she's instantly attacked by Mia Yim and this street fight starts off so Candace LeRae versus Mia Yim street fight to start off the show here I was a little thrown off that this was the match they chose to start but uh they they both have really cool I guess we always talk about like Wrestling. Think of all the classic street fights in wrestling, where it's like you think of Shawn Michaels wearing jeans, Jericho wearing jeans, everyone wearing jeans, Kenny Omega wearing jeans in a old t shirt -shirt from a pay per view that already happened a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) But even these two have like their like quote unquote street gear.
2: Oh, Mia Yim's gear is so much better than her regular
3: gear. She looks
2: like this gangster. This looks great for her.
3: Uh, she's rocking the tims here, which they have to be like special. We tins. got distracted during this match because we went off about talking about these tims. I can't. Whether- I wear tims in the winter in Canada, but I can't walk in oh, them. Oh yeah,
2: I've I've you had tims before. I can't wrestling. imagine the these have got to be like softer tims. Like or- Braun
3: Strowman wears these, like not gi- I won't say gimmicked, but they're a different type. Like anyone can buy these, but like they're not as like heavy, I know and clunky. Uh Like I did West Side Story years ago, and a load
2: of the guys in it had Converse that were like dance soles like and like bendier than regular converse and stuff so but they look like from a stage or whatever yeah i imagine this has to be kind of what these tims are because otherwise just the boots
3: to the face jesus yeah that thick leather sole kicked in there damn very scary but Candice LeRae also in her like street gear with this like cool shirt she's wearing and uh, they look, they look great, but it's Mia now who's just on this attack of, like, wanting to beat the yeah. hell out of her, and she grabs weapons, she throws a trash can lid, like, all, there's no crowd, so it's not like she could hit someone, but, like, they, she just threw this thing. Um, then she gets in there, she's beating down on Candace, who fights back, and now they're grabbing a, a table, and they're setting that up, and Mauro mentions that Candace LeRae is comfortable with the dinner table, but what about these tables uh candace then throws yim into the post like pulling her collarbone first into it they start to brawl around catering there was this bit with this table when it was set up in the
2: corner of the ring where candace kind of striked mia and she stagger walked to to, like lie on this table it looked kind of shitty
3: yeah it was weird it so was th- like
2: oh let me get into position they're fighting
3: um, on this around this catering thing that's totally like just there for this spot like that was that was almost sorry that. I
2: meant the bit in the ring oh but in was, the ring sorry it was
3: against the turnbuckle
2: oh and with the table yeah kind of walk backwards to
3: lie up oh in, yeah a really video gamey sloppy yeah and, yeah yeah, okay,
2: yeah, I know what But then we've saying. got the food catering as well. There, yeah. This
3: catering looked just as bad as this uh, NBA catering that's uh, come out of oh, what the players are getting their food. Have you seen this? No. Oh, <laughs> it's not as bad as Firefest, but uh, the catering here at Full Sail looks media But this was the stage, this is a catering. I give them the benefit of that. Better bet. than
2: the McDonald's the president gave
3: them. <laughs> Nothing's better than McDicks. Come on. Okay. Uh we have Candace who's then they're they're on this like platform kind of thing, and Mia Yim runs at her and drop kicks her, sending Candace off like one table through another table. But then as Mia Yim goes over to like beat her down, there's a fire extinguisher to the face from Laray. There's then like another drop kick, uh, there's there's uh, spots where they're using like more chairs, they're throwing chairs and more chairs, not just one chair, many chairs.
2: I've I've never understood this. So they're going under the ring. Uh, Mia Yim right at the start of the match before the bell rung. Just I think Tom Phillips described it as IKEA under the ring because she's grabbing all this these weapons under the ring. I don't know if you noticed, but she picks up a trash can lid and throws it in the ring but frisbees it yeah yeah right over yeah, the entire yeah, yeah. ring it, it went flying which was funny uh, but here Candice is getting all the chairs why are you getting 17 chairs when Yim's down where you could just grab one and just keep smacking her with it because right?
3: because why would you just do that
2: did Awesome and Tanaka need 17 chairs they no used, they just they, used they just 17. got one
3: and fucking used it <laughs> until it was broken and then grabbed another Exactly,
2: 17 of them yeah. um I don't know. I always find it a bit hokey when they're just throwing all the stuff in the
3: ring. I need a chair. (sighs) Yeah. It's like uh, throwing all the weapons towards their opponent. Well. But oh well. Well, there's a enziguri from Candice LeRae, but Mia Yim fires back with a roundhouse kick. Both are down. There's then a trash can that's brought in, like we mentioned, that pushes Candice into the corner, boots the trash can with her Tim's into the corner, then hits a running cannonball into the trash can, into Candice. Then Mia Yim, who's obviously a fan of NXT General Manager William Regal, pulls out of her pants her her sweatpants or whatever outfit she's wearing here. Or like shorts. Yeah, they? brass knuckles, and she's about to hit Candice with them. Uh, then they do uh, they they like revisit a spot that's from one of your favorite matches, uh, Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. Oh yeah. What's the, what is that match? King of the Ring 2001. Wow. So they set up the table. I am the table on the top turnbuckle as like a platform like almost like those ladder some of those TLC matches mm-hmm. triangle ladder matches would do and they're now fighting up on this table and somehow Candice grabs the Nux, just levels Mia Yim with it then off the top turn off the top turnbuckle table platform hits a flying swinging neckbreaker which they land now into this like pile of chairs yeah and Candice LeRae pins Mia Yim so I guess the chairs were worth it after my complaining Yeah,
2: but still I I think she could have won this match quicker (laughs) here you are cutting a promo on chairs and in the end it was the chairs that helped helped her win Um, yeah I thought this was a pretty good match I thought both worked hard Um, Yim kind of frustrates me because she shows glimpses of being really good and then she'll just be a little sloppy at times or just kind of a bit of lack of ring awareness or something which is odd because sometimes she's fantastic um i thought this was the wrong choice to open the show with i don't know what AEW were opening with but when you're kind of competing even though you're not counter booking <laughs> i'd have put the i'd have put gargano swerve opening the show just a really hot wrestling match i'd have put this somewhere in the middle uh, and then I'd have closed with the world title.
3: Yeah, uh, this was this was fine. It just didn't really... It just kind of felt really like a TV match. It was brawly. There wasn't really really anything that, like, stand out from it. Like, really, like, we went through the whole match and there's some f- funny stuff and there's were, catering and there's a fire extinguisher, but, like, realistically... The catering like, thing kind of yeah. sucks, but I thought they worked hard. Like, they were swinging those chairs at
2: each other and they were, hit, like, hitting each other pretty hard. Like they worked but it was just i don't know i'm this feud has never really had me invested anyway and plunder matches don't really do it for me anymore i say as we're about to review a load of extreme <laughs> stuff this month um yeah I, I just thought middle of the show i thought this could have really like perked
3: things up a bit but i don't think it was the right thing to open the showroom uh, like I liked it, it just didn't really do anything. Like it wasn't bad, it just didn't really do anything. Yeah, I'm with you. It. So we have a video from Mark Henry who says tonight Adam Cole is going to lose the NXT Championship because uh, Keith Lee's the future of this business. Uh, we have P and P now. This whole episode feels like we never went to a true commercial for like more than thirty seconds because most of the time we're in the show with limited commercial breaks or picture in picture yes so during PNP we see after this match Candice and Mia Yim are still just laid out and no one comes to check on them at all no. sorry sorry just laying out there these poor women in Japan they're there with the ice packs like, I know.
1: immediately
2: the bell rings it's like I need to check on your neck this was this is these actually backwards moving.
3: this was backwards <laughs> why was no one like this is kayfabe but like why was not even the ref like yeah match is done sorry you landed on all these chairs sucks for you Johnny Gargano comes out, and he helps his wife, uh, Candice, out. And he's kind of being all snickery and being kind of cheeky looking to Mia Yim, kind of being like, ha, ha, and leaves. And uh, still no one helps Mia Yim. She's got to leave on her own. So uh, she's that HBIC.
2: Yeah, because Keith Lee doesn't give a shit anymore because he's got a double title match. Sorry, hon. (laughs) I'm busy. Sorry, I'm stretching.
3: (laughs) So we go to... A recap of a match I didn't know really happened, which it was Tony Niece and Leon Ruff. It was like, hey, this match kind of happened. Here's proof. <laughs> Video proof of it. New NXT signing Leon Ruff. I okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Which yeah.
2: good, because he worked like every single Five.
3: show during the beginning of the I quarantine know. thing. Jeez, Just crazy. Well, Tony Niece beat Leon Ruff. Therefore, Tony Niece is going to have a match tonight. But his opponent is NXT's resident thick boy. Bronson Reed. This guy's kind of got a r- makeover recently, and I dig it 100%. Uh, I know when we first saw this guy, uh, maybe months ago, almost probably a year ago, on this show, we were. I-, I remember I was like, oh, this guy should like evolve and become something. And I think now is the time that he's actually slowly becoming something. We saw this little... Uh, angle with him and, and carrying cross where he lost to him in that match but he put up a fight so i think this guy could potentially be a big big star here in nxt i see i see the future for bright i like the gear i like the look i think everything he's he's killing it and as soon as tony nece steps up to him i'm like tony Niece tonight is not your night so tony nece actually starts off by making fun of bronson reed and his his thick boy stature because tony Niece has like 16 He's abs. saying you got a bit of weight on you, and I've got yeah all the. Abs. He's like, look at you, thick boy. When I look like I got eight abs, uh, but you know Bronson Reed should be yeah. And I've made more of an impact in <laughs> WWE in a couple of months than you have. Just you know, I I always say when people are like, hey, uh, you you want a six pack, and I go, why would I want a six pack when I could have a keg? Yeah, that's what Bronson Reed is saying, uh, and he runs down Tony Nese here. Uh, Tony keeps running against the ropes, but just gets flattened every time. Bronson lifts him up with a military press, drops him, then hits a senton right off the... Just running kind of senton. looked great. Um, Nice somehow gets a small package, but it's only like a one or two. Nice then fires up with some offense, lays Bronson out, and hits a lion's salt. But it's just like another one or two count there. And Tony Nice runs against the ropes, runs at Bronson, and Reed just... Gives him this clothesline, spinning Tony, like, just completely inside out here, lays him out, climbs the top rope, Bronson Reed with the thick boy splash, that's not what he calls it, but I'm calling it that for now, and Bronson Reed pins Tony Neese, and uh, the, what is it, with the Ozilla? The Ozilla uh, gets a victory here. When and I, I, I this was like a squash match here. Tony Nice being used as enhancement talent. I'm super fine with it.
2: This, this was really yeah. This was good. To see Bronson Reed pick up a win like this. We saw him with um, obviously the Carrion Cross match, which he he lost, but he he looked good, he looked right? Good. And he showed off a bit of personality, standing up for himself. Uh, here beat Tony Neese, who I think is just going to be like the jobber. Now, right. We say enhancement talent, but like Tony Nees, nice, he's just Wow. He's been around forever now, it feels, and just playing the same character.
3: If he was so he's so busy spending all his time getting those abs. Those abs. If he was just working on Just change. something, something needs else. to change. I know I've said this before, but I he
2: really needs to change it up because it's not interesting to me. But it was great to see Bronson Reed just fed someone, win, puts a bit of a spotlight on him. I could see a feud, probably. I know you're grown, but probably with Killian Dane. Sure. Like, obviously, big lads wrestling. Something was set up later in the night with Dane, but like in a month or so, I could see that being uh,
3: a way to put Bronson Reed over further
2: and move him up the card a bit.
3: Yeah, I like him. I think he's going to keep getting better. And that's... I mean, this is... NXT is supposed to be developmental. But this guy, like I, I said, like, oh, I kind of... I think this guy will get better and improve. And he totally has. Yeah. And I like, even his look is, is way cooler. Just wear black with some skulls. He's always looking cool. That, that's a go-to. It's a go-to. It's like when you go to a restaurant. Oh, I remember going to restaurants. You just... If you don't know what to order, order a burger. It's safe. Black with skulls? Safe. Safe. We have a video for Mercedes Martinez who... Uh, is showing up later tonight in her like I guess a re-debut? Is that what you can call this? A re-debut? Yeah, because we've seen her a bunch. Sure. Yeah. She says that NXT is the center of hopes and dreams. She's she's gonna stop that. Not anymore. Mm mm. Mm mm. Her voice didn't suit her look at all.
2: Mm. It was weird because I had the barbecue going. I was barbecuing. <laughs> saw this Mercedes Martinez and was like, "Is that how she sounds?" It was a lot like softer and higher.
3: Okay. Then yeah, I can see. She,
2: she didn't sound menacing, is what I'm trying to get. Because it's
3: all like her. dark, and she's wearing like a gas mask, and like like a, she's it's like a bigger. Pierced, she's got the tattoos, yeah. she's got the piercings, and then it's like,
2: oh, and I've just come to NXT, and
3: yeah, it's like, uh, what's his with the soccer player David. David? Yeah, she didn't sound like David. Beckham. No, she didn't. But, just, but you look at David Beckham, and then you hear him talk, it's you're just like, oh, I
2: spoke highly. Yeah. no, he's
3: high <laughs> <in> British. <laughs> That's what I, what, like when I
2: do. And David this. Beckham looks like he speaks <laughs> like <that. laughs> on that pretty face
3: <laughs> <laughs> NXT is the center of hopes and dreams uh, we go to Robert Stone and Aaliyah who I think a lot of people can admit that maybe it was some of the highlights of NXT lately is this Robert They've Stone fun yeah. yeah Robert Stone is backstage with Aaliyah and they approach Shotzi Blackheart who's kind of fixing up her tank backstage she's giving a little, little tune up and Robert Stone and Aaliyah try to get her to join Robert Stone brand. They're like, Hey, do you want a, a position? You could you could join us. We could create an empire. It could be a whole thing. And Shotzi says, No. I ride solo. Robert Stone gets a little upset by this and as he's like talking back and getting f- a little frustrated he's got a cup of water and as he's so mad and yelling at Shotzi for, for turning him down he throws the cup of water away like over his shoulder but what he doesn't realize is he th- accidentally threw it into Killian Dane. yeah it's like Chris Jericho accidentally spilling coffee on Kane, mm. except it's Robert Stone accidentally throwing a cup of water onto Killian Dane, who then beats up Robert Stone, lays him out here, and if that wasn't enough, insult to injury, Shotzi Blackheart gets in her tank and drives over Robert Stone's leg as he's screaming in pain and agony, my leg, my leg, Shotzi climbs out of the tank and leaves by saying, eat my tank.
2: I feel really sorry for this Robert Stone guy. <laughs> he asks Rhea Ripley, Hey, do you want me to help you? You've been losing a lot. I've been losing a lot. Shall we try and help out each other? And she puts him through a table. <laughs> and throws him in the garbage. <laughs> and throws him in the garbage. Uh, and then beats Robert him up. Stone goes up to Shotzi and says, like, Hey, do you, wanna, do, you do you want a job? Do you want to join Times are hard. Do you want a job? I'll look after you. I'll be your manager. Take care of you. And... She runs over him in a tank.
3: <laughs> they see me rolling. I sorry, this sorry. They're hating. Um, Loved it. I'm
2: grateful. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love this. I'm a fan of Shotzi
3: Blackheart. She did not sound good here. She all. sounded like she didn't wait for her cue. You watch like a, a stand-up, or not a stand-up, a show, like a sitcom back in the day when they're laugh mm. tracks. The the people always set up the, the jokes. You always set up and then you say your line. There's always that like pause before you say your line, right? She didn't wait. He was still she, screaming and she's like, "You my think
2: bye, see ya. She sounded like she was reading lines. There was no kind of personality put into it. She sounded like she learned it like half an hour before this segment and was like, all right, what are my lines I got to say? Um, and Killian Dane versus Robert Stone does not excite me <laughs> at all. I mean, sure, if, if it's fun watching this this guy who's clearly... Well, maybe Bronson
3: Reed will join Robert Stonebrand.
2: Maybe, but if you enjoy watching this guy who's clearly having a rough year, just being bullied and beaten up, <laughs> sure, but I don't know. This didn't really work for me.
3: Uh, the 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 part about... I agree with like the whole... like It's so lame and cheesy, and it's so over the top that that's probably why I'm like... I, I like it every week because it's so ridiculous, but the part of him... The actual part of him getting run over with this tank on his leg and he he's been on twitter since he's selling i guarantee he comes out in a cast next week oh yeah so in he's a yeah or something. or something like that so i thought that was so funny and like yeah why wouldn't i've been waiting for her to hit someone with the tank <laughs> like that's I all i've been waiting how for she was just fixing it up backstage <laughs> yeah she's tuning it up she's yep. like hey what's going on i gotta probably use this soon to run over someone's leg but yeah she definitely
2: needs like she she has everything Like, to be a star, but
3: she needs to work on her delivery because this wasn't good. It'll come. It'll come. You know why? Because she was raised by her dad. Raised by my dad. (laughs) And she drives tanks. Tanks for nothing, Robert Stone. Uh, So, P&P, as, like, the show continues... I mentioned, like, there's little commercials. Like, the commercials are airing, but Picture in Picture is there. And it's still just Robert Stone dying. He's like, someone help me. And they, like, escort Well, they didn't go to full commercials at all, did they? They did, like, at the very end of some Picture in Picture for, like, 30 to 60 seconds max. Right. So, like, there was... You were always watching.
2: That was another thing I noticed. Whenever it was going to a commercial break, they would go, and we're going to this in less than 90 seconds. 90
3: seconds, we'll be back. So,
2: you'd be like, oh, that's not enough time to go anywhere
3: you're trying to barbecue i'm
2: trying to barbecue um yeah. but no I, I, they were clearly trying to keep you on the channel the whole time
3: well in order to do that they should just have Shotzi black car riding around in a tank that would get me to come back i don't know either someone running someone over in a tank or a puppy battle royal I mean... Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not... That wasn't a diss. That wasn't a sneak diss. I'm like, genuinely... If you put puppies on a show, you're winning. You instantly win. And we're not talking Jerry Lawler puppies. <laughs> no, definitely mean, not. Puppies. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, they mentioned earlier that the Bronson-Reed match was sponsored by, like, this giant Shaq pepperoni... shackaroni or something. Yeah. Pepperoni pizza. And then later in the show, Shaq... Is in another commercial for Frosted Flakes, like Shack, dude. Con- like, what's going on? You're killing it, but like, you need to you need to relax. Yeah. With the, you need pick you I can't eat. Fr- I mean, you guess you got the breakfast, and then you get the pizza later. Just there was way too much Shack on my TV tonight.
2: There's been like Shack clearly likes those
3: that commercial money. I guess. I mean, what else is he doing? I mean, he hasn't got <laughs> enough. I'm sure. Like, I'm not dissing Frosted Flakes. I'm not dissing pizza, but like Shack, can't you can just pick one. <laughs> And he does Icy Hot. Does he do Icy Hot? <laughs> of course he's the, Icy Hot. Oh, it's yeah. hot. It's Icy. <laughs> <laughs> we go to a match that is, in fact, Icy Hot. And that is Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Johnny Gargano. Now, Swerve kind of helped me The He got kind of involved into an angle with the the few of them. Was it last week that kind of set up this match tonight? And... Uh, Swerve's got some new gear here. He's looking pretty cool with, like, kind of longer, tight... They're like Torianos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like, like, No, they don't look like they're, sure, the same cut, maybe. Yeah. But they don't Jude look... Robinson. Like, yeah, kind of yeah. Kind of. Sure. Three-quarter length. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, maybe. I don't know. So, Isaiah Swerve's got looking fresh, and out comes Johnny Gargano, and Johnny looks at the camera and says, "'Whose house?' "'Johnny's house.' And this match starts off, and Johnny and Isaiah Swerve Scott are both all, like on the smaller side, obviously, but are so quick. So both of them are like dodging each other's moves. And Johnny, obviously, like some of us here at NXT, is is missing a certain NXT star. So uh, Johnny Gargano decides to take a page out of Pete Dunne's book, mm. and 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 Davey, what does he do to Swerve's fingers? <laughs> He's breaking his fingers. <laughs> I don't know how Johnny would say it. Johnny would just break your finger. He didn't say anything. He just just breaks his fingers. Why are you going to do it? you got a broken <laughs> finger. I, I don't think that's definitely not... Johnny doesn't talk like that. But Johnny goes for it, like joint manipulation here dot uh, johnny does and attacking the the fingers and hand of swerve scott uh he goes for a head scissors but swerve instantly rotates and lands on his feet like it was nothing like a superhero this is now where they go for move for move and they know each other's moves like they block it left and right it's like a choreographed action movie really cool and then it ends up in a standoff really cool um Johnny goes into the middle of the ring for a slingshot DDT, the final beat, but it's blocked and Scott then hits a head scissors of his own which sends Johnny to the outside and then Swerve hits a Fosbury flop. Fosbury. Fosbury? Yeah. Fosbury flop to the outside. <laughs> he is very fly. There's then a flatliner. Gargano fights back with a spear, but it's only a two count. Swerve then hits this like deadlift suplex lift up into a brainbuster, hits the house call. Gargano hits an enziguri, it's craziness, it's insane. Johnny Gargano has turned heel, not only has cha- has he changed his music, which is now wherever you can find music, but he also changed his, like, kind of finish. Now, the Gargano escape is, like, his, almost like a cross-face type submission hold, but now he does it with an STF, ta- wow locks in the, the Gargano escape. Yeah, this looked great. Yeah, it's, like, more of a, a heel move. Yeah. Really. We've seen him do it to Champa actually in their match with the crutch. He used the crutch with the STF. Yeah, yeah. But here it is with the Gargano escape. Looks awesome, but there is some escape as Swerve escapes out of it and uh, flips like Gargano out of it. There's another crazy exchange. Swerve has Gargano's feet tied up to the rope, lifts him in the air and hits him with this like upside down driver, which he's been pinning people with but Gargano kicks out of it. Uh, it cuts to the, the, the WWE talent crowd and uh, Kona Reeves sighting. Take a drink. Kona Reeves is marking out. Um, not wearing a mask. And um, there's then a spot where where Scott has Gargano on the outside. And he climbs up to go for like this flying double stomp to the outside. Gargano gets out of the way as Swerve gets to his feet. Gargano on the outside to Swerve. Hits a Poison Rana. Jesus. Just like his wife.
2: Yeah, Moro calls just... A page from Candice's book. The
3: Poison Pixie Rana, Mm. if you will. And Beth Phoenix is losing her mind at this point. She's like, whoa, this dude just did a reverse on Rana on the outside? That's insane. As he rolls Swerve into the ring, he slingshots in with the final beat DDT. Johnny Gargano (laughs) pins Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, this was so much fun. I will say it all the time on this show. Johnny Gargano does not miss. He always has great matches. Uh, Even this heel character, some of the stuff he was doing with the dinner, uh, maybe I wasn't the biggest fan of. But when it comes to wrestling and the the storytelling of a match, he can do no wrong. He is so fantastic. And and shout out to Swerve Scott. This was fun. You know what? I might even say that this was my match of the night.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I think this was the one. As soon as when it was announced, we all went, "Oh, this should be really good." Um, I loved that they did a lot of these sequences where they were both like ducking each other and dodging each other. Um, it was so quick. Um, I I thought it was fantastic. I I feel this match is missing. I feel NXT in general is missing Nigel as a voice because I feel this kind of match. I think Beth has been good, but. You want the kind of Mauro and Nigel sort of... When it's just Mauro screaming, I get why people get put off, because it's a bit too much. But Nigel has that different voice as well, and I feel this kind of match would have felt bigger, because it did feel a bit quiet at times for me. Sure. Um, but well, what I there... Compared to what I was seeing, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This was my match of the night. I really enjoyed this. Obviously, we're... Up next, we're very big Johnny Gargano fans... Uh, Swerve Scott's been very good since he started oh, in NXT. He looked great even these though he two lost. Were, these two were great together. Yeah, um, And also bringing out a bit of a different side from Gargano as well. We know he's quick, but having being against someone who's quicker than him
3: was great to see him try and catch up with
2: that. Uh, I I thought this was really good.
3: Yeah, like Corgano is known for being really fast and Swerve is faster, but they were totally on par with, like, the moves blocking each other counter after counter. The exchanges were awesome. It was super athletic. I I, I love this. This was a lot of fun. Um, And I love the, like... Gargano to me is such a good I, – I guess he's just a good actor when it comes to in-ring psychology and the, the, the way his character – he's all, he's always known as like the baby face, right? The clean cut. But here it's different and you can tell he's act he acts different. He, yeah. car- he carries himself different and it stands out to me. I I, I think he's great. Uh, this was so much fun. And you got a Conan Reeb sighting so you can't be – you can't go wrong with that. It's, it was the finest thing I saw all night. We then go to – I forgot to mention that earlier we see Adam Cole – who shows up to full sail with not only Bobby Fish, not only Roderick Strong, but Kyle O'Reilly, who all of them will not come out later tonight. <laughs> no. This was just in PNP, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we then come to a video package highlighting the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai and her number one contender to the title, Tegan Knox. They will fight next week. On NXT for the women's championship, Tegan Knox says that uh, they're quite similar, and then it cuts to Tegan Knox like training outside somewhere in Florida, obviously like. Doing exercise. She's got her exercise gear. She's like walking a dog, it looks like. She's just like out Lifting in the park. Shit. She's just out in the park, like got her training gear on. Like she's just like, you know, she's getting the good work in in the sun. And then it cuts to Io Shirai when she's talking. And Io Shirai is submerged underwater in the dark with her hair flowing and colorful lights shining on her while she's talking in Japanese with the subtitles and says, Tegan, we are similar. We both worked hard and it shows cuts of them like throughout their entire careers through the Indies and EO in Japan and, and all this stuff. And says Tegan is a comeback kid. cuts back to Tegan who says, I'm fed up of being called the comeback kid. I've been here. I didn't come back. I've now been here and I don't want sympathy. I'm the number one contender and I'm soon to be champion. And that's it. So Tegan's just kind of taking this seriously. Like stop, Stop talking about my past. I made it, and I'm fighting for the title. But as it cuts to uh, Tegan here with uh, with all this stuff, Io is saying, "Tegan, this is my women's division. I'm on the top of my game. So if you believe it's your destiny, we'll find out next week. I will be waiting." How is Io Shirai the most interesting character? In wrestling, to me, because all of a sudden, I don't. Know, I want to know how they filmed this because it looks so awesome. Her, the visual of her underwater talking. Obviously, you can't hear. It's like when you, you're wearing these masks, you can't hear people. The bubbles and then the translation, the subtitles. But it's like dark and scary. Oh man, yeah, this, this is really cool. this is so sick.
2: I I really like this. Uh, I think it's a hard match to build, right? Because it's two baby faces now, and Tegan Knox has been such an underdog, and we all know her story. So I think they they built this really well as a babyface versus babyface match. Uh, The video looked cool, obviously with the visuals of um, of uh, sorry EO in the tank. Um, They made it. I don't know if I assume Tegan wasn't in Wales, but they tried to make it look (laughs) as much like Wales as possible. She's over in Wales, flying over. She's flying back and forth. Well, then where's EO? Where
3: was EO in the full sail pool? Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, I, I I thought this was great. I like Tegan's kind of edge here being like, yeah, we all know. I fucking like tore my knee three times, but fuck off. I'm going to be champion now. Ah, um, Yeah, I liked it.
3: I, I thought this was cool. Yeah, I really like this. And next week is the match: Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox for the women's title. I can't wait. I, I think I talked about briefly once. I tried that Shudder, that horror movie streaming service, mm-hmm. and there's this movie I fell in love with. With I think it was called Dark Water. It's a, it's a Japanese like horror movie from like 2002. I want to say. And I got the vibes from this because mm-hmm. it's like it's all about like water and, and underwater and dripping water. Like that's the kind of.
2: Have you seen Let the Right One In?
3: What no me no, no
2: there's two versions there's the uh, like the scandinavian version and then the american version with chloe grace moretz it's like okay. a, a coming of age vampire thing it's kind of dark but it, it's a really cool film i saw the play of it and there's this this sequence in a swimming pool where this kid's being drowned oh and it's how do you do that on stage? And this is what I imagine Eo being in. It was essentially a tank like a glass, on stage that was filling with water. And you saw, and the actor was like in it. And they're apparently, because they're under water for like minutes. Yeah. Apparently there's like this little pipe. They go to the back of the pool. i mean I'm to interested. Like, breathe in air to keep in but this is kind of what i imagine eo in this like glass yeah like houdini tank you know that kind of thing yeah i'm
3: kind of interested in seeing how it's it's like shot like i want to see it behind the scenes because it's cool it's not something you see in wrestling like when you think of wrestling you would look at this and be like whoa what is that's that's a wrestling show what is this it looks so cool and it's pretty like simple it's like "Hmm, what can we do to change things up yeah and do well, that. When, when you're going to have her promo subtitled anyway. Sure, why exactly. Not? Why yeah. not do this? Didn't even think of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, really awesome. And I kind of want to see more of them taking these different approaches on characters. Because like I said, this character... And I've said it on, on this show for so long. But Io Shirai has... Since this, that heel character and taking over and now like being the champion, it's fitting for me. Everything just feels really... It's really awesome to watch. Really great. Another group of wrestlers that got a makeover... Just just wear black, like I said. The legacy of the Phantom, the Lucha Cartel, they have a match, a six-man tag match. Escobar, Santos Escobar, with Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza against the team of Drake Maverick and the Los Conquistadores. (laughs) Tyler Breeze and Fandango.
2: Yeah, they clearly, uh, when... When Kurt Angle made his pit stop for, to referee the fight pit in NXT a few weeks ago, Breezango were clearly going, Hey, do you still do you still have those conquistador <laughs> outfits? Uh he's like, I oh well, it... well Christian's got one of them. I borrowed this one from Edge,
3: but yeah, you can have these. I thought it was like Red Dead Redemption. It was like <laughs> the, the cowboy kinda esque scene, like, Texas. like a
2: spaghetti western. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was really funny, but it's it's the team of Fandango and Tyler Breeze, and Drake Maverick, and they're upset. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Drake Riz- Maverick.
2: Brizango <laughs> are coming out, like, all jokey, all as conquistadors, and then Drake Maverick walks out between them with his, the same, like, upset face he's had for the last four months. <laughs> It's, it's like, like right boys now. can we just not take this one seriously <laughs> like we had one like <laughs> these this guy's been like really fucking me up the last few weeks <laughs> and you're coming out like that
3: <laughs> we're trying to scare them and be intimidating you're coming out dressed like that you're really not helping guys you're really not helping he should have just dressed up with them he should just if you can't beat him join him uh well The team of the Los Conquistadores definitely can't beat them. Uh, Joaquin Wilde and Fandango start off here. But as uh, Fandango gets the offense, he tags in Tyler. They hang Joaquin Wilde on the ropes and then do double boots to the face. Breeze and Mendoza are in now. Breeze obviously watched Candice LeRae earlier – and hits a swinging neckbreaker on Mendoza for a 2 count. Then there's a some sort of assisted rope flip moonsault from the Lucha Cartel. Then um, there's uh, like a falcon arrow from Fandango on Joaquin Wild at some point. All these guys are on the outside. Fandango just decides not, we thought he was we thought both thought he was going to go for an Asai like moonsault, like just a moonsault yeah. to the outside. Instead, he does a like a, a springboard Flipping senton, Yeah, to it was crazy. Yeah, it looked awesome. Fandango taking out everyone. Uh, but, of course, the heels here take down on Drake Maverick in the ring. They get rid of Breeze and Fandango. And Drake is climbing up the top. We think he has Escobar right where he wants him. But he gets dumped, dropped on his knee, which he was injured on, and gets lifted up onto the shoulders of Escobar and is nailed with the Phantom Driver. Awesome looking finishing move
2: down on that injured neck of yeah. his.
3: he's just all injured. Yeah, really. And Escobar pinned Drake. The legacy of the Phantom win this. You just match.
2: don't want to say the Spanish. No, 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 it's El such Leonardo a lame name. Del oh,
3: it's lame. Lucha Cartel. That's it. Book it, Lucha Cartel. That's what we're calling them, and I'm going to continue calling them that. Uh, I, I thought this was okay. I just felt like the mi- the middle of this match disappeared for me. It just felt like something. It I... was. It started off really hot, and then kind of everyone disappeared.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a quite fun, chaotic match. I didn't notice Tyler Breeze at all in the match. And yeah, as you said, it kind of disappeared, fizzled out. Um, I thought the three, uh, Legado del Fantasma, the three of them look great together. Their look is cool. Uh, Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wilde were working together really well. Do you think this is the end of the Drake feud? Do you see one more singles match or this is it?
3: Like, sure, but I, I think we need to move. I think we need to have Escobar kind of have a serious run here with a serious like, I want
2: to see feud. Ricochet eventually come back sure. and feud for this. Um, I think now you're, you're building up kind of the importance of this Cruiserweight Championship, especially now. Uh, spoilers to the end of the show, we've got a double champ. Yeah. Right? So... Um, this title is going to be even more important because there's not as much to fight for unless Lee is regularly defending both separately. You know, you've kind mm-hmm. of eliminated the title for the time being. So, um, I think it would be great for these guys to just run through the cruiserweight division and Ricochet can come back kind of as the savior to try and save hey, NXT and what save else the is cruiserweight. he doing? What else is he
3: doing? Nothing. Maybe with MVP. That's it right now. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. uh, John Sino in the chat. Thank you, John. Says Swerve has been saying on Twitter how he's the only one who actually beat Escobar in that tournament. That was this cruiserweight title. So, okay. so there's a, a and he had a great match with Johnny. I mean, he didn't win, but I don't see Johnny going for the cruiserweight championship. No, do you? no, I don't think so either. Um, thank you, John, in the chat. Also in the chat, someone says, "Do I mean the movie Dark Water with Jennifer Connelly?" Absolutely not that is the american remake of the movie i'm talking about dark water that i've had a few people mention me to that before uh so we have now a video of uh imperium it's the tag team feature it's the mountain dew feature there's just all the sponsorships and they tell you that hey remember we have tag team uh champions aren't they the champions champions?" Imperium. Oh yeah, peace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, them. just. I thought I was being mean by being like, wait, are they the champions? And then I remembered they are because your face just told it all. Uh, Candice Lerae and Johnny Gargano are backstage being interviewed with Mackenzie Mitchell, and they keep trolling her, saying, "Yeah, keep saying it." Candice beat Mia. Yes, yeah, say it again. Well, you beat Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again. She keeps saying it. <laughs> he says, "Tonight I defeated Swerve." You- Candice beat Mia. We celebrate. We celebrate because we are great Americans. And we are the great American power couple. In fact, we are the best couple in the world. And Candace says, or the universe. Screw the universe. Johnny says, what if Finn Balor didn't get in my way? Maybe I would be on the way to being a double champ tonight. So, Finn, just remember, if you slight me, I don't forget. Which is the whole character of Johnny's like his mo right now is his he doesn't he holds grudges is what we know and then he looks looks like they're gonna have
2: another feud but roles reversed this time yeah
3: uh johnny and candace then walk off and johnny as he's leaving looks at the mckenzie and looks at the camera and says we're gonna go now and set off some fireworks of our own wink wink that those you know what he means by that yeah, he means he's gonna go home and eat some Caesar salad and probably <laughs> fall asleep watching. Hey, he might throw Star some Wars. croutons on though. This time. you might have some yeah, croutons. Got, Whoa, the Fourth of July <laughs> croutons in the salad. Uh, bless Johnny Gargano. We have Mercedes Martinez, who is a re- de- re-debut on NXT. Here, we've seen her in the May Young Classic twice, and she's going up against Santana Garrett. Who I was saying to you while watching this, we have a friend of ours who looks exactly like Santana Garrett. And I'm wondering if she's living a double life as a <laughs> professional wrestler. We haven't seen her since COVID. Maybe she's living in Florida and is Santana Garrett. Well, we got we to gotta get her on the show.
2: <laughs> now, had Santana Garrett been on the
3: show before or after
2: WWE were in town last year? Oh, my God. Because we all know they liked the bar.
3: We yeah, the person we're talking about does work at the the home of our takeover tailgate, and uh, well, at least they did. And the the WWE was in town; they knew we had our takeover tailgate. And then all of a sudden, Santana Garrett shows up on TV. Mm. Wow, you could be onto something. Yeah, yeah. I just we need more friends that look like Santana Garrett. <laughs> uh, Santana Garrett has the opportunity to face Mercedes Martinez now. Santana, we've seen her a bunch. She doesn't win a whole lot. But she hits a great handspring back elbow. Martinez doesn't want any of that. And it re- recedes re- with a boot to the face. Garrett does a kip up. Does some series of forearms. And Mercedes Martinez hits a fisherman buster. And it's done. And it's gone.
2: Yeah, I was a little confused. I, 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 well, I mean, this is how NXT tend to do like squash matches. They often let the, the person getting squashed get something in beforehand. Um, yeah, I... I don't know didn't do you see Mercedes Martinez like like going right up the top?
3: No. Quickly? No. 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 Uh, this especially after watching this I, I I know she's good. We've seen her she's a indie like legend for me. I, I I've seen her a bunch in smash wrestling years prior but I I, I didn't get anything out of this. This did absolutely nothing. Well, no and
2: that's why I kind it's of So feel, weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like she is fantastic and i feel maybe she should move to the top pretty soon i don't know for how long i don't know what her is she going to be a mainstay in nxt for a while like
3: yeah i guess, don't know what the deal well, yeah, is guess because
2: a trainer i don't know i don't know i feel like you're um maybe going to keep her as a trainer at some point i don't know how long she'll be in nxt that's what i'm trying to get at. okay here. so i don't know whether you just go have awesome. a squash some people and have a challenge EO like pretty soon sure but I, I just this was this was
3: oh it was nothing yeah it was weird especially with all the hype we've been getting around it I was like oh okay we yeah. just kind of seen you get beat up and then hit one move and win but I know there's more to it and yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll let it play out just like Damien Priest lets Cameron Grimes Cameron Grimes play out uh, so I come on this show and I like to do Cameron Grimes someone on Twitter and I'm blanking on your name but you know who you are said his day gets brighter and brighter from listening to me do Cameron Grimes impersonations. So uh, thank you. But Damien Priest obviously loves doing. Damien Damian Priest obviously loves doing Cameron Grimes impersonations because he does it right here with his deep voice. He mocks Cameron and goes, "Oh Cameron Grimes <laughs> uh, He says, "Cameron Grimes, you say you're going to the moon, Well your trip's been canceled. Next week, you have a date with infamy. The world is going to know." That Cameron Grimes is a little bitch. Oh. First of all, Cameron Grimes is not a little bitch. But I can't wait to see this match. So this is next week. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, next week looks pretty good. I think this will be a decent match. And we've got the women's title match as well. Um, This is going up against Fight for the Fallen. Let's just call
3: every week something.
2: Something. You know? Uh, the bash yeah. at the no, beach, didn't... the
3: fight at the fallen, the fight for the fallen, the fighter fest, the Great American Bash, the Summer Fest. Yeah, so many. Let's do it. Anarchy all rules. Summer. All any anything you want. Uh, I, I think this will be great. I, I actually think Cameron Grimes is one of the. This is the show was lacking Cameron Grimes. Yeah, it sh- they just showed highlights of him like fucking with Priest Car and stuff. It after this promo, it should have had Grimes like his retali like his answer. He should have been like, <laughs> this hat. Do you think Cameron Grimes and Santana Garrett get their hats at the same place? Question. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm not too big a fan of Santana Garrett's
3: hat. (laughs) Who who has the better hat? Anna Jay from AEW or Santana Garrett? (laughs) Uh, Anna Jay has that stupid bow tie as well, doesn't she? She
1: I don't know why
2: it makes me angry. (laughs) It's weird. It's irrational. But, like, both of them, when they come out in their hats...
3: It's so so irrational. I'm like, ugh.
2: it's yeah. dumb I don't know what, what's the deal with hats I think the thing is is the difference in is Cameron Grimes is playing this idiot heel right yeah. so the hat works Yeah. when Santana Garrett just comes out in a hat I'm like just oh. in a hat right Yeah. I don't
3: know <laughs> I might be on my own here it just gets you just, me you just get <laughs> mad when wrestlers wear hats I was thinking about, it's summertime, I was thinking about getting a nice, like, I don't know, like a straw hat, like a cowboy hat or something. You think I could pull it off? Sure. Not like Cameron Grimes, slash hat, but like a nice... You like, want a cowboy hat? Like, like, a cowboy hat, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about... I don't have one yet. I haven't made... I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I mean, if you were in Texas, sure, but... Yeah, but it's summertime. In Toronto? It's summer, and the weather is fine. Just go around um, Kensington Market, and you'll fit right in. With the cowboy hat? Yeah. Yeah. Next, Anything goes. Next to that, that guy. Hat. I saw the screaming guy today. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kensington Market is a lovely place in Toronto, which we have a local guy who just rides around on a skateboard covered in different colors of paint while he just sings and screams. He's yeah. oh, like King George. Love him. Uh, it's time for our main event. Winner take all. We have an insert little video from Mick Foley. Who says tonight Adam Cole's going to win because he's the greatest champion in NXT? And then we see Shawn Michaels, who says Keith Lee is going to win. Isn't it weird that it cuts from Mick Foley to Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley's like got a gray beard, gray hair, and Shawn Michaels has none? <laughs> <laughs> it's a str- you wouldn't you wouldn't call that as a wrestling fan ten years ago if you said one day. We're going to see McFoley with with all the, still all this hair, and Sean with without it. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, main event time, winner takes all. Adam Cole, who has now at this point been champion for four hundred and three days. Remember that? When was that? Takeover twenty five. Yeah, it was when he beat Gargano in their rematch. But Adam Cole defending his NXT World Championship against Keith Lee, who defeated Roddy, Adam Cole's buddy in UE who is the north american championship champion title versus title uh they they have like like a, a entrance kind of walkouts where they're walking through their thing
2: Weebo? yeah they, they made the the main event feel like a main event with having we've got we kind of glossed over the mark henry Shawn michaels mcfoley thing but like it did they were trying to hype up this main event right yeah and even with these
3: entrances seeing kind of following them through Gorilla and all that. It it made it feel special. I, I think that's a big thing that wrestling we, we've talked about it. we do a podcast called Best Match Ever where we watch like all this old school wrestling. <laughs> and I think a lot of the time when we're watching some of the older stuff, this is prominent. They always show the wrestler in a big money match like just going into the gorilla. Like, you know? Yeah. So why not do this? I thought th- I thought the little thing here no, I liked so it. much. Uh, they mentioned that Keith Lee is dedicating tonight to uh, his trainer who has just recently passed away and his grandma. So he... As soon as you're telling me that his grandma passed away and he says this is his honor, I can tell you who's winning tonight's match. I mean, I knew when John
2: <laughs> Bollock spoiled it on Rewinders
3: Smackdown. I but. knew when the guy from <laughs> Indus Shear told me on Instagram. But, uh, yeah. Uh, winner take all... Cole starts off by kind of retreating every time Keith Lee tries to get advantage, but as he finally tries to face face him, he's getting slammed and tossed around. Uh, they go on the outside, and Lee charges at Adam Cole, but just in the nick of time, Adam Cole sidesteps him, and Lee runs right through this plexiglass. He pounces the plexiglass, and it just shatters into oblivion. Um, somehow, Cole gets back into the ring with Lee, hits a pump kick to the face. Morrow. Ronaldo calls Adam Cole the God of NXT. I don't know if Adam Cole's ever called himself that, but Mario just decided to call him that. I think he's called himself a god. The God of NXT, yeah, baby. Uh, Cole, or sorry, God, hits a Hangman neckbreaker on Lee for a two count. Adam Cole then goes to like the like lower knee pad. He he's like, I'm done with this. BS, I'm going to hit the last shot and end it. And as he goes to to, to to tease it and lower his knee pad for it, Lee, like... You know how Lee always has those horror movie pop-up angles? Yeah. Like the sh- the shots of him the coming The rising in. from the dead. This was it, but it's him blocking the knee pad, lowering. And he stops it. He scoops Adam Cole up and hits a spinning, like, power slam, which looks a lot similar to Tour of the Islands, mm. which is, uh... Was it Jeff Jeff, Cobb. Jeff Cobb's move. Um, then... While Adam Cole is laid out, Keith Lee says, I must break him, because it's the American Bash, Rocky IV. Lee climbs the top rope and is about to go for some sort of moonsault, but gets caught, and Adam Cole hits like a backbreaker, a backcracker, backstabber off the top, like, assisted there. Looks really good. Both guys are kind of dead. They then end up on the top rope right away again, and this is where Lee hits, like, this deadlift superplex, or the struggleplex. Uh, Looks great, looks awesome, but it's only a two count. Um, Somehow, Adam Cole gets up, He runs at Keith Lee for the last shot like to the face almost like a shining wizard but he's instantly caught in midair and gets dropped with a sit-out powerbomb. Not quite the spirit bomb but it's only a two count and uh, because Cole grabs the ropes there's then the pounce a one-handed spine buster. Lee then hits this just massive moonsault. He comes crashing down on him. This doom salt.
2: Yeah, second rope and just... We talk about Io Shirai's speed when she
3: hits the moonsault. This... From a guy this size crazy. This is insane. Uh, This moonsault is crazy. Somehow this isn't the end. And Adam Cole is still fighting. There's super kicks. But Lee just starts to hulk up and hulk up. Super kicks and super kicks. Adam Cole runs against the ropes and hits the last shot to the back of the head. But Keith Lee kicks out at two. There's then a lariat from Lee that just, just flattens Adam Cole. But it's not enough. The Panama Sunrise for a two count. The last shot. He 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 can't he can't hit it again. He's going up top for the Panama City, but it's blocked. He's caught with the Spirit Bomb, this huge sit-out last rat ride power bomb move, and then Lee picks up Adam Cole on his shoulders for the Big Bang catastrophe. Keith Lee is your double. Champion at the same damn time, at the same damn time, yeah,
2: yeah. We then had all the streamers, we
3: had celebration smoke and everyone going crazy. And the guy from Indashir was like, "Hold on, pose right there. Let me take that shot." Right Just there. going live, yeah. Hold on, <laughs> let me pose that right there. Oh wait, we're not live. This is airing next week. Oh shit. Okay, cool. Uh Keith Lee is the new NXT World Heavyweight Champion and the NXT North American Champion. Keith Lee. Two straps, two belts. Uh, NXT is now NX Lee. Yeah. Well, what, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah. Look, uh, I really like this match, and I can't lie to you. N- having someone spoil this, and you know what? Sorry, I don't. I don't even know who, which member of Indushear it was. I just remember people were like, "Oh, the guy from Indushear spoiled yeah. this and stuff like that." Uh, but he—he's an idiot. You shouldn't have done that. And maybe you didn't know, but how the fuck did you not know? If we're all fans and we know that you weren't live with this, you should have known. You're an idiot for letting that slide. Like, just right off the bat. And you know what? Sorry, but that does affect matches when you told right before the week you're about to watch of a title change. Not only a title change, but both titles. And, of course, titles are props, and, and who cares? I am about match quality. And, look, this was a really good match. It didn't feel, to me, like a TakeOver main event title match. It didn't feel like when Adam Cole won the title from Johnny Gargano. It didn't feel like when Johnny Gargano won the title. To me, it just felt kind of like, look, you know when Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar at, Mm. quote-unquote, WrestleMania? It felt like that. He still did it. It's still cool. You did it. Ah, that's awesome. Keith Lee is great. And I fucking love Keith Lee. But it's like we're in this like empty arena thing. People, the fans are fake. Like, yeah. it's just it's just weird. It just all rubs me the wrong way. So it's not saying I'm hate. I'm a hater of this. It's just this is this was not. I can't I can't say that this is like match of the year. It was this wasn't even really my match of the night. So, to
2: start with, I I think it was intentional. They got the guy to leak it out. Oh my god! Because as you said, we know. We know what's live and what's taped. Sure. Um, Think about it. When when Mick Foley won the title and Tony Schiavone spoiled it on WCW, that's when the tide shifted, right? People knew that Mick Foley was going to win, but they wanted to see a title change. Right. I think they kind of, I'm not saying it's as big as Raw versus Nitro, but I kind of feel that they maybe wanted to get the fact that a title change was happening Hmm. out there. And rumblings going to kind just, of you have think,
3: interest. Wouldn't you think the ratings would be higher for this show anyways, considering it's a double title match? Like, regardless of a, a, if you know... Because either way, the title change is happening. So, like... Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think...
2: I, I think it's dumb. Yeah. I don't agree with it. I don't like spoilers. And to be honest, I know I'm, like, joking about John, But as soon as I hear a spoiler, well, of course, Keith Lee's winning. Yeah. You know? Like... I, as soon as you hear a spoiler, it's like, well, we're probably having a big title change. So, so
3: I, look, I'm not, I'm not
2: I, hating I on the this. the match was good. good. Um, I think this is where you notice the empty arena thing um, with this kind of occasion. I feel Adam Cole's reign kind of just ended with a whimper. Um, the two dream matches, and then, mm-hmm. like, they had a competitive match, but at the end of the day, Lee kind of just quite handily beat him Beats he him. hits his finisher and it's done it's over um I think just the presentation I'd like to start seeing them get out of that arena um go somewhere else go outside it's safer to be outside right now anyway so you're at the beach <laughs> well, have you, you seen the beaches in Florida it's summer you can surely you've got somewhere at full sell like something outside you can dress up you know and I I'm hoping that they do that I'd like to see that for Summerslam. Yeah, find find somewhere you've got you've got your few fans. Well, your NXT N extras as Way calls them. Yeah, you've got them who can dress it up. Just get out of the studio because everything feels so samey, and and I think that's what makes AEW feel special because just daily's place the like aesthetic of it. it, They change it it up so much. It looks it looks great. Yeah, and I think you're okay. We had the cars. We had the Great American Bash set, but find you've you found boneyards and you've got a swamp coming up i don't know <laughs> uh, I, I know i know it's a big thing you can't do it every week but maybe for a bash at the beach maybe for summer summer slam especially find, make a
3: man-made beach or something and put the ring on it yeah <laughs> bash at the summer slam outside but you're
2: right because it, it then just feels you've got this big monumentous title change and to be honest, it needed to happen. It needed uh, Adam, to happen. Adam Cole's been stale.
3: Look, I'm not lying. Me. Look, this should have been realistically, this should have been the SummerSlam takeover main event in a crazy bigger like arena and it would have it would have happened. And it would have been Keith Lee and Adam Cole putting on an all-time classic. Sorry, uh I tell it how it is. This wasn't one of those matches. This didn't feel like that it just felt kind of like this we got to get through it It, that's what i'm describing it like drew mcintyre versus brock it was like we just got to get through this
2: and i feel that i feel the dream story is part of that i don't feel we've had these hot title defenses it just feels like adam cole's been dragging this title around like sure you've had it for a while but beyond beyond the matches when you actually first won it i can't think of great title defenses which is crazy because Adam Cole was having great matches before then. Sure. Some um, of the best the, matches. The Champa match left me cold. The whole Dream Feud left me cold. Um, this, don't get me wrong, this was this was a very good TV match. But when you're talking about your first ever double champion, mm-hmm. they're pushing the history of how, how monumentous this is.
3: <laughs> the history of a title that's only been around for yeah, years. But yeah.
2: I don't know. I just felt a bit meh.
3: Yeah, me too. And, and I I thought I was being kind of negative, but I was kind of high on the show and I, I praised Gargano and and Swerve because I, I knew it would be good, but it kind of surprised me. Whereas I knew this would be good, but I thought it had to be great. And it just kind of was, it was a TV I, title match. I, I feel don't.
2: you're seeing the formula of... It's the, the same. Pro- the producers. I feel you're seeing that Shawn Michaels formula in all these big matches. It's all these multiple kickouts. It's the... The kind of forced epics, and yeah. especially when there's no crowd there to feed off it, it feels very forced. And it's like, um, like spoilers for our our chat uh, our chat on Friday yeah. about Extreme Rules, but extreme John C- moments, extreme moments. John Ceno made a great point about these cinematches having different directors in to do this, like hire like up and coming directors to film these cool cinematches. I feel the same with producers, because there's such a WWE way, and now there's such an NXT way of the NXT kind of big matches. Uh,
3: no, see, I have I, I feel that NXT used to be the real cool show, and then AEW came around, so everyone's like, oh, AEW's not WWE, so it's instantly the cool show. And instead of kind of combating that, NXT now looks exactly... I mean, obviously, they didn't plan it with the the whole pandemic of the world, but they look exactly like WWE now. Like it's exactly the same. All of them are shot in the same little show, little arena with no people. It's just, you could show anyone the rotating shows they've been pumping out. It's the, I couldn't tell you. I think the style of the matches is still different. Sure. The style of the matches. Yeah. Oh
2: no, I think it, they, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how they're, the matches are produced. Okay. Actually like going through the matches and these main events are always the same thing. It's, like, oh, how many people have we seen kick out of the last shot? Everyone. <laughs> Johnny. Everyone in these title matches against Adam Cole has kicked out of at least one last shot. And it's it's the fact you've got, was it Shawn Michaels, you've got Road Dog there. It's it, it feels very samey. And I, I think you want to Shake it up a bit
3: because the talent in NXT is hey. Ridiculous. They shook it up tonight. Keith Lee is the double champion now. There's so many things to go after this match. We didn't mention uh, there's this big American bash celebration. Uh, you know, uh, red, white, and blue confetti and some pyro, and we see from like almost not rafters, but like kind of further away up the little arena here is Carrion Cross and Scarlett kind of watching on TikTok talk so obviously that is going to be our summer slam takeover main event in some capacity being carrion cross and keith lee but congrats to keith lee i love keith lee i think this is fantastic i just look wrestling is just a little weird right now as is the whole world and it just didn't give me that that feeling i thought we all knew we would get one day from keith lee winning it's great it's all great i know a lot of people right now are really happy with this de- decision just like you kind of you know it's just you like it like the drew mcintyre thing whether you like him or not. Like, you didn't get that moment because it really didn't happen. I feel for me as well, there's something
2: about, and I felt this in the Gargano match and I felt this here. I love Keith Lee. You look at the Royal Rumble this year when you saw Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar in the same ring and you look at Keith Lee as an underdog, but you know what he's capable of. He's this big guy that can do all this stuff. It was exciting. For me, a baby Keith Lee throwing around a Johnny Gargano and an Adam Cole who are shorter than me, it's noticeable in NXT. And it it feels weird from a babyface heel dynamic. I feel on the main roster, having him up against your your Brocks, your Drews, your Romans, like other big guys where Keith Lee can be kind of this underdog NXT indie guy who's big and does this impressive thing. But like watching you just effortlessly pick up adam cole and jackhammer power slam you and win it's like oh okay yeah well Well, yeah you're big you're big (laughs) you know
3: the bb the bbc the The big bang catastrophe yeah the british what is it the british uh... the the big bang catastrophe yeah yeah or the big yeah never mind yeah uh so yeah uh look i i really liked it i really liked it but it just wasn't anything that like I think, I think in the end, of the-
2: we're like we're critics we're of this yeah. show. We've been covering this show for a long, long time. I think we're going to and- be happy
3: with this moving forward. I, I don't know how we what we do with the double titles. We we've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, and obviously before this pandemic hit, Naito became the double champ with uh, the IC title and the IWGP World title. And it's like, well, now he's just been holding these two titles. So it's like, does he defend them twice? Does he defend them against someone? Do we just go forward with two titles? I
2: would prefer separate
3: defenses. Okay. So you're saying Keith Lee at Takeover, if there's you know SummerSlam Takeover, should be uh, two matches: Keith Lee versus Carrion for one title, yeah. Keith Lee versus someone else for another. Why not? Because I don't know. Or what- you can do that. Remember the
2: the Triple Threat at WrestleMania 2000, like where you have two titles on the line. The first fall is for like North yeah. American, the second fall is for the. Okay. And you have a triple threat with it, oh. so you could have Cole, Cross, and Lee. Ah,
3: uh, well. Oh, see- is that
2: what's gonna happen?
3: Oh. Um. Maybe. Wow. We'll see. Uh, well, so you're saying Adam Cole's gonna get the North American title now? They're gonna swap titles?
2: So you'd have like Cole, Cross, and Lee in a triple threat. The first fall of the triple threat is for the North American title. So you could have Cross win it. You could have Lee retain it. And then second fall is for the NXT title. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll be carrying both around for long.
3: Well, I don't think he'll be carrying either because I think Vince McMahon's already seen him and wants him to be the WWE champion so this guy's a, a could be a stepping stone for carrying K- cross to become nxt champion because i that's what i see uh yeah
2: cross like is gonna get the title so you never have long baby face title runs okay in
3: wwe so 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 if carrying cross is taking the nxt title from keith lee then you know who's taking the north american title cameron grimes love it do it <laughs> uh, so that was NXT that's what we thought congratulations to Keith Lee uh, I- I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where they go with that because you know what maybe that was the problem the Adam Cold uh, era is over um, he he had a crazy awesome run but you know this, this whole world is kind of messed up it was that- a long run yeah. I wouldn't say it was awesome yeah it had it had its moments early on. It was really good. But yeah, we're taking it for granted. It, it it fizzled out. You're it, right. It was
2: disappointing with the dream feud and just obviously the current climate. Um, but I would I would hope undisputed move
3: soon to the as well to the. Oh man, what is this show gonna become?
2: The show needs to freshen up though. I
3: think. Leave the memories yeah. alone. Don't change right. a thing. Let's go to some feedback. Let's go to some feedback. We go to see no evil. John Ceno, he says here to leave a uh, legado del Fantac asthma. They said this was the first time Escobar, Wilde, and Mendoza had a trios match. That is a lie. As on March 4th, 2020 episode of NXT, they had a dark match defeating the team of Kushida, Tahuti, Miles, and Tyler Breeze. If only we had noticed that. Maybe we could have figured out the Lucha Cartel mystery four months ago. Oh, well. Wow, good catch. Wow. We, didn't set, we didn't see that. Swerve versus Gargano was great. Definitely elevated Swerve to where he needs to be as North American champion. Check out his lucha underground matches as Killshot um, for his full potential. Now that Evolve is done, Fox would make a great coach slash performer in NXT at only thirty-two years old. But he feels like he's been wrestling forever. Sorry, yeah, he was saying check out the match against AR Fox in. Lucha Sorry, yeah, underground, yeah, yeah, which is and r- Fox would be a great coach performer in NXT. So, and another thing is, yeah, that whole Evolve thing we did. You guys did some Evolve shows a little, yeah, old, like about a year ago, which you won't be doing anymore. Uh. I guess not everything evolves. No. Yeah. Uh, he continues I don't know about the others, but I thought that that finish to Candace and Mio is great. And what's up with Leon Ruff and Tony Nese having a dark match before this show? That was odd. But I would love to see Bronson Reed playing a big brother role to Leon Ruff rough in thick heel Mercedes with her new gear and entrance was badass reminded me of a mix between Mortal Kombat and a Disney villain can we get a video package highlight Cameron Grimes quotes every week once they said Lee dedicated the match to his grandmother and trainer killer Tim Brooks who both passed away I think there is no way this man was losing yeah match was good but I feel like there's more potential in a rematch amazing moment though Keith Lee's future sure looks bright what would you do with the North American title eight tanks running over Stone's leg out of ten and I think i already answered that with cameron grimes going to the moon uh we go to wrestling Graham. i always appreciate
2: street fight attire i guess you can call her mia tim uh, okay i'll see myself out i'll go to paul yeah, as well go for it uh and this is paul from new jersey enjoyed the street fight but thought yim should have went over perhaps people would take rizango more seriously if they stopped acting like comedy jobbers <clears throat> I really like Santana Garrett, so I hope they do something with her. Which brings me to the main event. Robert Stone just trying to do his job, and he gets attempted vi- vehicular manslaughter instead. Is it manslaughter? Because she deliberately did that. <laughs> uh, not cool, Shotzi. What would your dad say? Uh. <laughs> oh, and Lee Cole was rad. Glad they had Keith Lee go over. This was definitely the time to do it. Hope his first offense is against Cameron Grams. He said he was the number one contender and I believe him. Kona fact. Kona misses travelling. Starting to have to dig deep for these, I went by saying you could not have picked a better social media person than John Sino. He really understands me. Okay. Oh, thank you, Paul. <laughs> and then he's just posted a video of the
3: Iconics. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, iconic. We go to mystery. Hiya. Thoughts from tonight's show. The street fight was great. I wonder if it's Mia's farewell to NXT. They kept rolling the camera in the ring while she walked off. Mercedes Martinez losing her air horn theme as a travesty. That being said... Give me EO versus Mercedes at TakeOver. EO Shirai versus Tegan will be good, but if WWE is hoping for viewers to support Tegan over EO, they are completely misreading the room. Hopefully EO goes over and moves on to another feud. Probably Dakota or Candice, especially with Candice claiming she has to settle some scores. EO came across significantly more badass and cool than Tegan did. I'm getting Ember Moon and NXT vibes from Tegan. She would be completely eviscerated by the full sale audience if they were there. WWE needs to realize the whole super pure babyface gimmick also almost never works for the women. The last person it worked with was Kyrie.
2: Hmm, I disagree with that. What pissed me off about Ember Moon was that she was a werewolf vampire and then was walking around in jeans, smiling, and then complaining Hi. about shit. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was, it weird. was like there was a disconnect. disconnect. Uh, question of the week, how do you guys, especially Davey, feel about the rumors that Kyrie might be leaving now that Meltzer claims she's leaving? There's a lot of conflicting reports about it. Her match against Sasha on Raw was great, and it was interesting how protected she was in it, almost beating Sasha by submission before da- Bayley caused the DQ that doesn't scream she is leaving soon.
0: Well,
3: yeah, she's
2: not. unless they just want to build up to that tag match. Um, I don't know. I, I'll follow her career wherever she goes. Yeah. Um, if this kind of scares wwe into actually treating her well on the main roster and she ends up staying that's great but i don't particularly have any interest in watching her just have the career she's had for the last year on the main roster uh this week was great i i loved her coming out on monday uh thought the match against uh sasha was a lot of fun um but yeah if if she goes back to japan if she continues to wrestle uh i'll watch it and if she decides to call it a day well
3: Good for you. Still have the, the Kairi cutout. Kyrie though. will always be yeah, here. She'll always be in your yeah. heart, like Phil Collins. Uh, there's one more piece of feedback here. It's Charbel, the chosen one. I think I think he's written haiku. Oh, has he? Yeah. Do you want to read it?
2: I don't think it's quite <laughs> a haiku. It's not. Okay. Gargano is perfect. Lee is perfect. Cole is perfect. Candice is perfect. Eat My Tank is perfect. Stone is awesome. I Want Him Versus Truth. Whoa. This NXT was simply perfect. I love you guys. Oh, we love wow. you too. What some great! Feedback. I think he just called Shotzi
3: "Eat My Tank." <laughs> He doesn't call her Shotzi, he, he calls, her calls her eat my, eat my Tank He doesn't know her name, he just calls her Eat My Tank eat my time. Uh, Thank you for the feedback everyone Thank you for everyone for listening Shout out everyone in the YouTube room um, That was NXT Congratulations to Keith Lee and the Great American Bash Look, uh, I-, I wouldn't say this was a bad show It just wasn't anything It was a good show, it was a good show It just wasn't like, it didn't blow me away and uh, I can't wait to go watch Fighter Fest to see what was that about. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Patreon.com slash Upnext. Every Thursday we do Upnextra where we talk about NXT and AEW. We kind of compare and review AEW Dynamite every week. And 5 bucks a month is the North American tier. Gets you pretty much all our shows including Best Match Ever, Was Next, the old NXT. Including the Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome Best Match Ever Rivalry Feud Best Matches. We're doing that with Nate Milton this this week, and um, we have our Extreme Moments Top 5, we're going through some crazy, just kind of like a highlights of just some extreme things, because our Patreon is Extreme Rules, the horror show.
2: Yep, yeah, we'll also be looking at Anarchy Rules in a couple of weeks, yeah. um, lots of other things, and obviously our free... New Japan Cup show next Wednesday as well as check out the Hamilton review that you did with Nate.
3: Yes. I'm not giving away my shot tonight. King George is the best. Uh, Yes. Follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast and again our Facebook group which is Up Next Podcast and the Facebook page there as well. And you know, uh, we we love you guys listening to this show every Wednesday. We'll be back every Wednesday with our, you know, our live, uh, our live YouTube at 10.30 after NXT every week. But we want to give a little shout-out and some some thank yous to some of the patrons that allow us to keep doing this show. So shout-out to Andrew Hickey. Shout-out to Randy. Just Randy. Race right for my dad! Thank you to Sam. Eat my tank! Shaft Jackson. Thank you to Shannon Howenick, Hwa! Hwa! Time to play the game! And thank you to Stephen Perry. Whew. Yeah, I think that's... Is that Stefan or Steven? Steven Perry, Stefan Perry. Thank you to both of you. I want to say a big thank
2: you to new patron Ken Stroud. Yes. -ah! A big thank you to another new patron, Jose Mancilas. Jose Mancilas. A big thank you to one of our world champions who will be reviewing Lucha Underground with us at the end of the month. Okay. Patrick Herbert. Hey, thank you, Patrick. I want to give a big thank you to Rory Stevens, who just sent us a lovely email showing us his, uh, his quarantine hair and saying how much he likes us, guys. So thank well, you, Rory. Thank you. I caught you in the YouTube room earlier. So thank you. And finally, a big, big thank you to the G, Frank G.
3: Thank you, Frank G. And thank you, everyone listening to us every week. We will be back next week, um, again, with our New Japan Cup, our Up Next. That will be every Wednesday night. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Up Next. And wherever you find your podcasts, uh, like us, write us nice reviews, five stars us like we're a good, great wrestling match.
2: Uh, call cool Brayden creepy and feedback and all that uh, <laughs>
3: tell me what I don't know uh, I'm going to go uh, try to find a miniature tank because now I really want one thank you so much I myself Brayden Harrington you can find me on Twitter and I'm on Instagram I'm at the TheBrayD and I am at Davy Portman wash your hands don't be an ass wear a mask take care goodbye and as Johnny Gargano once said we're going to go set off some fireworks of our own.
2: Oh, hoy!